This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. the Friday, December 17th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F. L.A. Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, where they'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So last night for the Florida Panthers, they played a game. They played a hockey game despite everything that went on with Now, seven players for the Florida Panthers being placed on the COVID protocols list. The Cats were able to put 16 skaters on. So they were down a forward and down a defenseman in this one. And here to chat about this game, about the state of the Panthers, the state of COVID in hockey and sports in general, is a frequent guest of the show. Welcome back to the show, Nick Fairbanks. Nick, how are you, man? Doing very well. Healthy over here, and uh, hope the same for you, Armando. I, I'm I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful to be healthy, man. And I hope that mo- most importantly, the big thing that was really on my mind before the puck drop was that once this game was over, that when the news comes out tomorrow good or bad that we get a lot of good of no additional players being added to the COVID list for the Panthers because it's just been a whole mess in professional sports not just the NHL 100% Um, I mean what it started off with Ryan Lomberg and then you just started wondering if you know did anybody else you know contact tracing and you know was anybody else near him that might have caught it and obviously we heard about it this morning so, um, yeah, the Panthers were really in, uh, in a tough position. Um, the beat writers like David DeWork and George didn't know what to report on until the moves were made. Um, we knew that Spencer Knight was going down, but um, that was only a part of the equation. So um, hopefully nobody else will hear about tomorrow. Hopefully they're safe and, um, you know, we can continue forward. Absolutely. And with not – it's funny because not many times – in the in the Panthers season, can we put a game against really any opponent in the National Hockey League and say that this was the schedule loss? And maybe a few years from now, we look back at it, and if we and if we forget, I, I'll probably I probably won't forget. But if 
nobody follows this team and then looks back at the schedule and sees an L against the LA Kings by a final score of four to one, they might not see it as a scheduled loss, but based on the, the amount of bodies that went down, this kind of just felt like a scheduled loss for this team. Yeah. Uh, you can say that about any team that they were going to play tonight. I, I don't care who it was. I mean, um, you know, I'm not going to dunk on anybody, but I mean, you had the Phoenix coyotes or the Arizona coyotes. I'm sorry. Um, if we, if any NHL team is missing more than five players out due to regular injury, there's going to be a problem. Um, you know, it just, it's, it's terrible that we're under these circumstances still that we still have to uh, go through these protocols and make sure that everybody's safe. But uh, you know, the other thing is too, is you have to play the games. Um, you know, I thought the young guys tonight or last night actually played, um, you know, as best they could. Um, but at no point, did I expect uh, to come out a W with the W? Um, so um, all we can say is, you know, hopefully the guys are going to be healthy. Uh, no more names are going to be on there tomorrow, as we said. Um, but again, you know, that is, it's just circumstances, unfortunately. So I don't expect any other NHL team to win or put up a W when they're missing seven bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you're absolutely right there. And it, it I'm gonna, I'm gonna, for the listeners, I'm gonna list all the names. Um, start with Ryan Lomberg. Then um, on Wednesday, they put Sam Bennett, Radko Gudis, Brandon Montour, and Carter Hagee there. And there was a chance that Frank Vetrano and Aaron Ekblad could have played tonight. They Andrew Burnett let that possibility out there, but it wasn't until two hours before puck drop that it was announced that they were gonna enter into the league's COVID protocol so that threw a lot of things off by the time that any announcement was made to make even more moves to bring uh, people up from Charlotte to be on the team uh, it, it it just would have been it just would have been flat out improbable for to make make it happen not impossible but just a tough situation but we I, I said I said this Regardless of whether we agree whether a game should have been played or not, I told people, I was telling people, cheer for the players, cheer for them, um, go out there and and root for these players who are putting their bodies and lives um, for our entertainment. Because we, of course, we some see them as millionaire hockey players who are just, who we just want them for our entertainment, but we forget that these are human beings putting their their bodies on the line and their lives and they have to go back to families where they interact with and then they're going out um to to contact with other people too so it's just a it's just a crazy situation for not only sports but uh like society yeah i mean um you know i i I feel bad for Schwint because I think he made his NHL debut last night and everything. And uh, I'm pretty sure he probably didn't want to make his debut under these circumstances, but you know, I'm happy for him. He's a prospect that's been in the system for a while. I'm glad to see him get a shot and everything. Um, but you know, it's, it's just, it's really tough. Um, you know, once you start seeing the names roll in on the news feed and everything, you start to wonder like, Hey, listen, okay. So now the body count is up to seven. You know, that that's literally almost half of the skaters that you need. So is the league going to step in and intervene and, um, 
you know, unfortunately they decided, decided not to, um, I mean, they could have postponed it, you know, but I don't know. Um, seems like they're more uh, happy to postpone games up in Canada than they are down here. Mm-hmm. And that's what it appears to me. I mean, I would have been perfectly okay if they did postpone it um, just because then you get a better quality game um, and you don't get a score like you did last night, four to one, because you had NHLers against basically, you know, half of a AHL team and uh, I don't think anybody really wants to see that right now. Some people aren't ready and uh, you know, who knows, maybe somebody that was one, somebody's one shot to actually play and that's all they're going to get. Um, so I don't know. I kind of wrestled with that, but you know, after news started coming out and the more time went by and you didn't hear that they're going to postpone it. Um, you just got to kind of roll with it, unfortunately. Absolutely. And um Toronto, um, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment says that they're going to do 50% capacity for um, Maple Leafs games. Uh, Quebec, they didn't allow any fans for their game last night for the Montreal Canadiens. So they started they they, they started doing that. I don't anticipate um, the Panthers uh, doing that. That's whether we like it or not. I we just I don't I don't expect it at all. So. Um, no, it's the state of Florida. No, they'll, yeah. stay, they'll stay open. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I, that's what. That's another reason why I don't expect it a, a, as well. But we're we're gonna transition over to the next segment, and we'll talk about um, the effort on the ice for this Florida pan this shorthanded Florida Panthers team. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers with myself, Armando, and Nick Fairbanks. The holidays are around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code NHL, you'll get an additional 8 Omaha Steak burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com. Keyword, NHL. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness. Rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. While you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie, Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those small doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping line, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it because it's a season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. You're friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. 
dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Bilt Bar Puffs that are light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good you won't even believe they're filled with protein. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCK15 for 50% off at Bilt.com. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday, December 17th. 2021 where the Florida Panthers are coming off a four to one loss against the Los Angeles Kings at FLA live arena, the shorthanded uh, Florida Panthers where they uh, were, were down seven skaters and they brought the following players up chase Prisky, uh, Cole Schwitt, Grigori Denisenko and Matt Kierstead, um to, to the NHL roster and it was great to see Chase Prisky back, Pembroke Pines native, second NHL game. Matt Kierstead, one positive that we could take away from it is uh, he gets his first NHL goal on a beautiful feed by Jonathan Huberto, and then he goes backhand. And let, let's not forget, um, this guy was undrafted out of University of North Dakota. There's plenty of teams bidding for him. Of course, he, he played a few games on that third-line uh, defensive pairing last season. Um, and of course, with a young developing uh, prospect, um, there you you weren't going to see too much ice time for for Matt Kirstead. and and it's great to see to see that in only I think this is only his like second game up up here this year or third. Uh, he he get he gets his first NHL goal. Uh, an elite play by Jonathan Uberto, and uh, what game can you say that he doesn't do that? Um, especially with his passing, even though it might infuriate some fans about his overpassing. But um, and then, you know, you have uh, almost an even better shot on goal. Um, honestly, when he got that buck, I didn't actually expect him to go backhand on that. I thought he was going to try and turn his body and go back forehand. But um, no, he, he definitely had the goaltender beat and everything and uh, put it right in the right spot. So uh, congratulations to him. Um, you know, like you said, it's it's the lone bright spot in uh, everything that's going on. So good to see for him. Yeah, and uh, actually, this was uh, Matt Kierstead's fifth game um, this season mm-hmm. for for the Panthers. So a little bit of up and down uh, between the between the um, Charlotte Checkers and the the Florida Panthers this season. As as once again a, a prospect that a lot of teams were were in on uh, to, to sign and uh, Cole Schwitt, we, we talked about, we talked about him a little bit, makes his NHL debut, unfortunately under the circumstances that were um, five defensemen, which meant that a player like Mackenzie Weger, we, this is something that many people were calling for that he was going to be playing a lot of minutes tonight. And he actually logged his career high um last night with 31 minutes and 32 seconds passing his previous career high which was that overtime winner against the buffalo sabers in their seven to four win just earlier this month but um of course you have you had that goal by mata that 
went off the skate. There was a goal by Kopitar that just had uh, Uyghur beat, but I can't be mad at Mackenzie Uyghur at all for, for the time he put on ice tonight and just being unfamiliar with certain certain players that he's not used to playing on a certain line. Like he was paired on the first pairing with Matt Kierstead, um, who he's not used to being paired with. So I can't be mad at Mackenzie Weger for the effort tonight. No, he's, he's the ultimate pro. And um, anytime you're put into a situation like that, even uh, in beer league and everything like that, it, it takes a while to get used to your partners and your line mates and everything to know kind of, you know, their tendencies and what they want to do. But, you know, um, it's also not fair to put him in that position as well. Um, you know, he logged a half a game um, in a game that honestly, you know, maybe, sh- maybe it shouldn't have been played. Um, and that's one thing that I was actually a little bit concerned about coming into this game is, you know, if he's going to be logging that amount of ice time, how much of a chance is he putting himself at injury? You know, if he's skating that much of being on the ice, is he going to take a hit? Is he going to pull a muscle for some reason? Cause he's skating so much and putting so much force on his body that, something could happen. And then there's another issue that the team has to deal with. So um, just glad to see he's okay. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get the result we wanted, but, you know, just thankful for that. We have him on the back line there. Also, another thing I was concerned about or keeping an eye on more like was, was all of these players that were going to be placed on the COVID list for the Panthers. Would that have forced Andrew Burnett's hand to activate a player like Sasha Barkov, who's still on IR as we speak and Gus Forslund, who is day to day. And if a player isn't healthy, regardless of the circumstances, don't, don't put him out there. I'm, I'm, I'm of that mindset of not forcing a, a, a player for just one game out of an 82 game season. And of course we want Alexander Barkov back. We want Gus Forslund back. We want, Mason Marchment back, who's been skating, who's uh, still week to week. Um, last time, last time we checked, but I, I'm very, I'm very glad that they didn't put them in a situation where they could have hurt themselves even, even more in that sense. Yeah, um, you know, going into this game, like we said, it's you didn't really expect a good outcome. Uh, I, I certainly didn't expect a win. Uh, it would have been a nice surprise and everything, but. You know, you don't put people in a position that could get them hurt or they could re-injure themselves, especially you have a franchise player like Barkov. And, you know, you just hope that he's getting better and that it's not something else that's going to cause him to be injured and be out longer. So, um, yeah, by far, um, right decision not to bring both those players back for this game. Yeah, for sure. And, and man, the we also got a – we also got to talk a little bit about the opposition of, of the LA Kings. I, I was talking about it on yesterday's episode, how this franchise kind of went through through, through their really high highs of winning two Stanley cups in three years. Then they really went through some dog years uh, rebuilding a little bit. And they, the certain core players uh, stayed around like Anze Kopitar and Dustin Brown and Jonathan quick, just to name uh, three. And man, both, both of the leaders got on the, on the score sheet and Jonathan quick 41 saves the, the, the Panthers, despite all of, all of this, despite this COVID situation with them, they still outshot the opposition. Uh, 
they 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 got 41 shots on goal i, I gotta double check of how many uh the la la kings got but still they outshot them it, it's crazy to think and that they still had their chances i was gonna say i know he didn't play tonight because he's also in the protocol but uh drew Doughty's also still part of that team mm-hmm. that, that's so, another one uh whether people like him or not but um no, the fact that we got 41 shots on this um, tells you that the mentality uh, that this organization has now is that from top down, um, it's the same. And you could not say that in uh, years past. So um, whatever they've done to um, get the organization or get everybody together in the same spot and the same mentality and the same play, um, it's starting to work. Um, I'm very happy to hear that, you know, if it was indeed 41 shots that even the stars um, on the team, like if Barkoff had played, if um, Marchment was back, things like that. Not, I'm not saying Marchment's a star. I'm not getting that far ahead of myself. But um, the fact that they're still able to put shots on goal is actually a really good sign. However, the, the face-off uh, discrepancy. By the way, the shots on goal for the <laughs> LA Kings was 31 uh, for them. Uh, hmm. The Kings won two thirds of the faceoffs in the, in the, in, in this game. And uh, most of them were won by Anze Kopitar, uh, a, a, one of the great two-way centers uh, of, of the last decade and a half and multiple times Selkie trophy winner. And mm-hmm. um, man, I, I saw a post today. I don't know if you saw it of who's the better number 11, Anze Kopitar or Jonathan Huberdo. And oh, I saw that. I, I, I said, Career-wise, Kopitar. Correct. Right now, Huberto. What do you think? No, I think you're right on the money with that. I mean, um, the first thing I went towards is, yeah, career. Like, to, you know, once Huberto get lists a cup over his head, then maybe we'll start talking. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we got to get there first. Um, and they got to perform in the playoffs. Um, you can do anything you want during the regular season, but it honestly doesn't mean anything without any kind of bling on your finger. Of course. I, uh, agreed. Agreed <laughs> 100%. And – the the power play the despite this uh this uh power play not being great this year even when healthy they went to a completely uh new, different unit uh this uh this this game and even on that last power play you know usually a minute and 30 into a power play you see the the second unit coming on in that last one they didn't even switch at all and that just told you what kind of uh, number one, what kind of night they had, and number two, that they were just trying to throw everything at what what they could, and just I kind of saw it as they're we're trying our best. Yeah. So I so I want to get back to the faceoffs real quick, and then I'll mention something about the power play. So the okay. faceoffs, um, probably the first couple of weeks of the season we were dominating um you have Barkoff uh you had Lundell that were winning probably about 60 percent of their face-offs um and then Barkoff goes down and then Lundell's put into a second line position playing against better competition um and then you have Reinhardt playing center a couple games and Bennett going down and just having a lot of switches in the lineup and when you don't have that consistency in your lineup and everything it's going to be hard to win face-offs do you have guys that are not practicing all that much um so that's something that we need. We need you guys to get healthy. We need the lineup to be set to where it is so we can get back to winning faceoffs again and get back to where we were in October. Um, and then as far as the uh, power play goes, um, 
I would like to know if Andrew Burnett is still running the power play or not. Um, Cause that was his main uh, coaching um, job, I guess, before uh, unfortunately coach Q had to resign and everything. And I actually wonder if he's still coaching the power play or if he's um, giving it to Mac or um, what's his name. I'm forgetting his name right now. <laughs> not Rutu. No, 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 not Rutu. Um, he's our defensive coach. Um, and I cannot believe I'm, missing his name because he's hall of famer um but anyways um it, it's just interesting to me if he's still coaching it because he has other responsibilities now if he hasn't landed them to somebody else and if that's the case then they need to switch that up uh because nothing's working absolutely nothing's working and the the difference between when you become an, an assistant coach versus the head coach um i think of it like a ceo of the company of a company when you're like overseeing an operation, kind of like a head coach in football as well. Um, in football, you're not necessarily calling uh, plays, but you're like overseeing everything and kind of like keeping your eyes on different things. And I kind of see that the same way with like what Andrew Burnett is uh, doing. And uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to say no, that he's probably not uh, running the power play um, right now for this Florida Panthers team. So I'm that at least that's my opinion. Yeah, I, well, then, if that's the case, then they, they need to make some changes. And because uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the personnel, because we've seen the personnel get it done. It's just maybe the scheme isn't working anymore and it's been figured out. Or maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, it's either, I, I think it's the scheme right now, it's been figured out, and they haven't been able to find a way to, um, you know, redo everything. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, by the way, I think you're. Um, I think you're thinking uh, for um, for uh, power play. Uh, Ulf Samuelson. Yes, correct. So th that's <laughs> who. That's who you're thinking of. Who might be running the power play or not? So. Yeah, he was also my pick to start running the team. But mm -hmm. we'll, we'll we'll leave that for a different conversation for a different day. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm that. That's a based on the situation at hand. Um, I'm. I'm not ready to like to like call for anyone's job or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm not. No, there. definitely not. Um, nope. I, I do want to talk about the criticism towards the power play and towards Sergei Bobrovsky, because I heard a few boos from the TV when I was watching it. And I thought of it, I thought of it, uh, I mean, fans are allowed to cheer and jeer whenever they want. They, they pay, um, they pay for a ticket to go and they can do that. But I feel like in this situation with uh, what's going on, I felt that it was a little appropriate to kind of read the room of what was going on with this Panthers team. And I thought last night was not an appropriate time to boo your own team on the power play or, or Sergey Bobrovsky for letting in four goals. No. Um, and Bobrovsky, outside of maybe two games this season, has been phenomenal. Um, and plus, he's not healthy. Um you know, if anybody knows anything, uh, that was there was a reason why he was not put in the game where Knight gave up eight goals. So um, obviously there's something going on there. Um, plus, I mean, he's been just lights out. Um, and as you said, you know, read the room. I mean, obviously the team's down seven skaters. Um, you know, what, what, what are you going to expect? I, I understand that our expectations are high this season because of the way that the team started, but you have to understand too, that during a season, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. I mean, right now we're probably in a low spot, 
but once we get healthy and everything like that, things will start clicking and we'll be fine. And, you know, those booze will go away, but, um, I don't know. I, I think people take it too personally sometimes. And, you know, you got to kind of just take a step back and just really realize the big picture of things like, Hey, we're still like top three in the league right now. I know we're not first. Everybody wants to be first right now, but you know, I, I mentioned this before to you that I'm okay with not winning the president's cup. Cause then that means we have better odds of winning the whole damn thing. So <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. And for the listeners, the last team to, win the Stanley Cup that won the President's Trophy was the 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. So that not, doesn't Asterisk. mean... So, yeah, I, I guess. But yeah, um, the, that's the last team to ever uh, do it because of... The, that, that was the coming out of the lockout, correct? Yeah, that was coming out correct. of the lockout. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, so we're going to transition over to the next segment where we'll talk about hopefully no uh, additions and a game that the Florida Panthers do have on Saturday against the Minnesota Wild. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers. This is myself, Armando Velez, and Nick Fairbanks. Bet Online has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new des- updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday, December 17th, 2021, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-1 to loss against the Los Angeles Kings at home, the shorthanded Florida Panthers. So, Nick, once again, I hope, I pray to God that <laughs> when we wake up on Friday morning, um, no announcement on whether there is a cancellation of practice uh, or if there is a practice uh, tomorrow for the Florida Panthers. But honestly, I I believe with how many players have been on COVID protocol, I think the best decision for this team right now is to just stay away for a little bit and then get together on a flight to head to Minnesota where they'll be heading on a two game road trip where they'll be playing a matinee game on Saturday against Minnesota. And then Tuesday night, they'll be facing against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Your thoughts, sir. So um, yeah, I hope everybody is going to be healthy and they're going to be smart and stay away from, um, you know, other people, uh, not just themselves, but, you know, uh, maybe family members. And I, and I really hate to say that, especially during this time of year, but, um, right now you got to think about your health and, um, not being infected. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how things pan out. I mean, uh, we played in Minnesota and it was a good back and forth game. If uh, you remember, and I'm just glad that they pulled that one out. Um, and if you don't have your big guns going into that game, then, um, and we have the same lineup, but we do, I'm probably going to say, we're going to expect the same result that we had here. Um, not going to hope for that, um, at all, but, you, you got to just, you got to do what's best for the team. And right now, if, if that's, you know, rolling out the same lineup and getting guys healthy, then I understand. Um, and then, 
you know, you go into Chicago. Uh, I hope Frank isn't listening to this one. Um, <laughs> I hope you just beat the pants off of those Blackhawks. I'm sorry. Um, I, out of any team in the NHL, I love it when Florida plays Chicago because it brings so much emotion out of me just from me being out there. Um, I just hope that the guys are able to return and then they can put a, a stamp on saying, hey, we're back, we're healthy. Um, and it was just a two-game blip that, you know, we can just write off and get past right now. For sure. And Minnesota, um, only, only just four weeks ago that the Florida Panthers faced off against – uh, this uh, Minnesota Wild team, um, they got they got quite a few uh, goals with pulling the goalie late. So they made it. The, the final score is actually a lot closer than than mm-hmm. it actually was. But after that, they had a back to back against Tampa, um, and they had two goals of pulling the goalie in Tampa the very <laughs> next night. So they had like four goals with an with pulling the goalie on six on five in a two game span. But then after that, they won eight in a row and they only gave up three goals once during that eight game winning streak. Um, then, then they uh, lose to LA and Vegas in a back-to-back. And then uh, they had one of their games postponed where Carolina had a little bit of a COVID outbreak there without uh, Sebastian Ajo and uh, somewhere, someone else. But I know Sebastian Ajo is one of the players who are missing mm-hmm. for the Carolina hurricanes right now. And as, as we speak right now, they're tied with the Buffalo Sabres at home, um, 2-2 with three minutes to go in the third period. So a lot has changed for this uh, Minnesota Wild team since the last time uh, the Florida Panthers uh, went up against them. There's not going to be a morning skate, more, more than likely, on Saturday because of a matinee uh, game. So mm-hmm. you have an early afternoon game, 1 p.m. Central time in Minnesota, you have seven players on on the COVID list right now who maybe there's a chance, maybe there's a chance that they could uh, get some po- um, some negative tests and they could come mm-hmm. back. But with how the NHL has just been having positive tests after positive tests and players not coming off of the protocols, especially Calgary. Calgary is that one team right now that's just had it the worst of any team in the NHL. And... I'm 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 not expecting any of those uh, seven skaters to uh, be back um, for Saturday's game. So we just gotta hope that we don't hope get for the any, best. We we <laughs> don't get any additional names because is does that mean we're the Florida Panthers are gonna have to make a few more call-ups and one more player needs to make their NHL debut like a Logan Hutsko who's leading the team in points in the minor leagues right now for the Charlotte checkers. Does that mean that? Uh, uh, it could be, but you also have to look at the financing. Um, part of the reason why that night went down other than that, he probably needs the time down there more, more time to play is the contract and the money. So um, they had to move part of his bonus money and everything down to Charlotte. Um, and in order to bring up these players and everything. So you have to wonder if there's another player, um, if, the Panthers are going to be financially able to even call up another player. Um, Mm. At this point, I'll be honest with you. If Carolina was able to get a game postponed after what, three or four players, I think Mm. uh, why, why can't Florida get a game postponed for seven? That's a good point. actually. So, so it kind of makes you wonder. Um, 
And I understand that Calgary has been hit the hardest and um, I really hope that they um, get healthy because they've been actually a good surprise this year. I've actually tuned into a couple of their games because I'm a huge uh, Jacob Markstrom fan and he, that's, that's my guy. <laughs> mm, but um, yeah, exactly. I wish he kind of panned out here, but um, other than that, you know, I, sometimes you got to think about the health of your players and first, and then understand that their health then gives you a better health of your game and everything. So um, if there is another positive test, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Panthers actually don't even leave Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you referenced the uh, Spencer Knight and the money uh, moved around, that was a, for the listeners, that was a tweet by Elliot Friedman earlier uh, on Thursday talking about Spencer Knight's uh, money. And it was a, I don't want to call it a good situation because it's not um, by any stretch of the imagination. It was a benefit to having an extra goalie on the roster in Jonas Johansson that they, they were able to move that money around with, um, with Spencer Knight being waivers exempt and then being able to bring uh, certain players up. But I want to talk about the cap because the, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a kind of, it's kind of BS that the, the, and the these teams aren't getting um, really the cap relief that they should for players going down. What are your thoughts on that? So I think that's a very um, it's not it, it's a very fluid situation, but I also think it has a lot of thinking that is backwards. Um, I think the the owners are I shouldn't say the owners, but I think Gary Bettman and the governors basically they don't want to give an inch because they want to keep salaries low. Um, that's part of the reason for the cap. But if mm-hmm. they were to relent on that, um, then it just shows that the league can give up more money and that the players can make more money. So um, I, I think that's by design, to be honest with you. So, um, and I'm not happy personally that the cap is only going up a million dollars next year. Like who's that really going to help mm-hmm. um, yeah. when they're making money, hands over fist. And values of franchises are going up, up, up the New York Rangers are the first franchise to ever to go into the 2 billion um, worth uh, department for, for that. And I also think about this as well, about uh, cap circumvention as, as well as teams could try. So I can also, and, and th- real for real, this isn't to call out a, any specific team, but they, this is this, the, I think that, I think there's also that fine line of possible cap circumvention when it, when it comes to this. Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, like what I'll, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Why is the Tampa Bay lightning allowed to um, put somebody on long-term injured reserve and get that cap relief um, due to an unforeseen injury when, you know, other teams will be seeing this under COVID protocols, and that's very unforeseen. This whole thing has been unforeseen. Um, it's put stress on everybody. Um, why can teams not get relief for that to not only be able to put a full roster together, but also to just make sure that their guys are going to be healthy and not put them in situations that, you know, like I was talking about with Mackenzie Weger, where he's got to play 30 minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. and possibly subject himself to an injury where he's just skating around and he pulls something. Um, you know, it just, it, it's not and the NHL by far. And I'm sorry if I get you in trouble or somebody else in trouble, but the NHL by far is way behind uh, when it comes to paying players. Um, you look at every other league in the American sports and people are getting paid. 
Um, Connor McDavid, he's making as much money as he can. Um, my favorite player, Pavel Burry, made $10 million back in the day. That's what most of the players' top stars are being paid now, and it's been over 20 years. It's crazy. It's not right. It's not right. Um, and on top of that, you know, it really hamstrings teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 sh- there should be some kind of relief for something like this, like it's an unforeseen circumstance. Um, and you know, they have to have a positive test to show, like, hey, yeah, this person is going to go on the protocols. Otherwise, they don't get any cap relief. You know, it's very easy to do something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, you can tell I'm kind of passionate about it, but at the same time, it's I love it. I don't know. It, it, some teams will get that and you notice that some other teams will not go to that level and say, Hey, yeah, let's get some cap relief for because of a player is hurt or out for the season. Um, and it just, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, I, and I'm, and I'm with, and I'm with you there. And like <laughs> some, some of the lower tier NFL players make more money the the very low tier NFL players make more than someone like Connor McDavid, who's the top tier of his own sport. Like I think Understood. Connor McDavid's yep. playing. Um, I think he's getting paid twelve million, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, between twelve and thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the fact that 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 a low tier, like for 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 people who also follow football, um, Will Fuller of the Miami Dolphins, he's on injured reserve, not only play like two games, and he's making ten million just to sit on the sideline and not play with a pull hamstring, I believe, or whatever the injury is. Uh, people can Correct. go listen to Dol- people can go listen to Locked On Dolphins. So listen to, um, to hear more <laughs> about that. So with Kyle Krabs. So anyways, Nick, uh, frustrating night for the Florida Panthers. Hopefully no more positive tests for uh, this, uh, this uh, Cats team. And that there are that the players, the people involved with the organization, the people who work for the organization, I want to give them a shout because there was a person of the traveling party. We don't know who it is. I'm not even even going to speculate, but the, but many, uh, but hopefully everyone stays healthy there. I hope you do as well, Nick, because because and, thank you and everyone else listening to this. I hope that you guys stay healthy as well out there because this is kind of a little bit of a rewind right now of March of 2020, if I'm being completely honest, but thank you once again, Nick, for uh, definitely coming on the show. And I hope to have you back soon, man. No, definitely. Uh, again, I appreciate as always having me on and everything. Just want to tell every Panther fan out there to not sweat the small stuff. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Prudentia zero. And uh, there you'll see a lot of hashtag relaxes right now. Uh, the Florida Panthers are still on a really good spot. Uh, we just got to enjoy the ride. We're going to have highs and lows, guys. Just just stick with it. We'll get through it. And um, again, Armando, thank you for having me on. Thank you so much, Nick. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to the Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Bets, your one-stop shop for all things betting. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Lockdown Bets on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? 
every day.